Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show with your host, Hatton Humphrey, bringing you thoughtful comments on the news of the day, as well as lessons from the past and insights into things to come. We offer our comments and invite you to add your own. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, April 10th, 2016. This is the Front Porch Political Talk Show. My name is Hatton Humphrey. Thank everyone for listening in. Our show is produced through TalkShoe, which provides two ways to be a part of the call. You can dial in area code 724-444-7444. TalkCast ID is 75570. You can also join us in the web-based text chat at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 75570. You can also join us on Cheertopia and Second Life, um, and we're in the midst of, of moving the location, so just keep abreast if you're in the Republican Party of Second Life, uh, the GOP, or the group for this show. Uh, notices will have updated landmarks for that. Um, now, for those that have not listened before, we do have a website, uh, or if you've only listened on TalkShoe or in Second Life, the website is frontporchtalk.net. Uh, there you can find the show notes um, by clicking on, oddly enough, the link for show notes, for uh, which have the links to all of the articles we're going to talk about. You can also click on, um, on um, podcasts, and that will give you a quick link to all of the episodes that we've done. This is number 60 uh, of the Front Porch Political Talk Show. There's also all of the episodes for the East Coast Conservative Podcast available. Now, we do like to start with a fun, funny, interesting story, and, and we try to keep it along the right theme. And, and tonight's episode title is Must Be On Something. Um, when you look at news stories, sometimes you look at it and say, wow, there, there has to be some kind of chemical additive involved for this to happen. Um, and sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Um, our opening article, well, obviously there is, because uh, uh, in the Ozarks, um, a, a southwest Missouri sheriff's department put a post on, I believe, Facebook about a new batch of methamphetamines that was on the street that seemed, it seemed professional enough um, breaking information, it read, um, Southwest Missouri supply possible, possibly contaminated with hepatitis and staph. The meth, according to the Post, hails from Texas, and it's important, the authorities from Christian County say, that cooks bring in their Texas meth or meth brewed from ingredients purchased in the Lone Star State to be screened. Um, apparently, this, this, these Texas meth batches are infected with various diseases. Um, Joseph actually brought this one to my attention. Not in this particular article. The one that he had was a um, was a bat. It was an announcement from a sheriff's office that uh, it contained salmonella. 
and uh, urging people to bring in their meth to have it screened. And amazingly enough, people fall for this. Um, the, the post says, uh, please bring your meth to the Christian County Sheriff's Office uh, inside the Justice Center on the square uh, on the square in Ozark to have it screened. If it's a positive test, if a positive test is detected using our simple our test ampules, a 100% safe collection will take place by our trained deputies. <laughs> it says nothing about giving it back or what will happen to you if you actually bring it in. And this must have been... What, what can you say? I mean, the police have been doing dumb stuff like that for a long time. And, you know, they offer free tickets to Afghanistan or, or whatever. And they always get, depending on where they're at, I mean, in big cities, they get crowds of people who show up and walk out in handcuffs. And they do it over and over and over again. Uh, so yeah, and just, well, and just remember and, these these people are part of the electorate. Yeah, they, they're Sorry. people. It's nothing more than a failure of our of our. Did we lose you, Joseph? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's motion. This is a failure of our educational system because I'm sure you and I have studied the Constitution, studied the idea of being an American. Well, for the most part, when you look at what the what the what the educational system in the country has devolved into, you're teaching civics for maybe half a semester, which is not enough time to get the people well educated in how the law works. For example, last night I had a friend of mine who was distraught because she got a ticket. Well, the officer who gave her the ticket was a college classmate of mine, and he and I talked. Well. She told, she admitted to everything that that the ticket was given to her for, which means she didn't observe her Fifth Amendment right. Right. I mean, and, and you know, that's 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 an interesting point. You know, this isn't entrapment uh, because, well, I, I don't know if maybe it could be considered entrapment uh, if maybe people were lured in, you know, but nothing in the so-called post or in the post. Um, leads people to to believe that they're going to get their meth back. Um, it doesn't say they're not going to get it back, but hey, you know, that's that's how the legal system works sometimes. Now, the interesting thing is, is that this this has apparently been shared. Um, uh, it's been shared eleven thousand times and has more than three thousand likes. One man commented just passed by the sheriff's office, and a line is already there. I guess there's a lot of meth users concerned about their health. Well, bless their hearts. I know. Well, that just, that just proves the ignorance of the American public. Because, first of all, I would not bring my crystal meth, mind you, I don't have any crystal, <laughs> to the police station to get tested. I'd probably just flush it down the toilet. Because I know that if the second that I present my legal substance to a law enforcement agent, I am going to be arrested because I am self-incriminating myself. Mm-hmm. These people don't understand that, and that's a failure of the of the. It, it's a failure of the educational system. Let's not yeah. blame it. It's for everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Toa is back with us. You want you want to jump in on the um, 
uh, on the meth co- uh, on the uh, meth post on Facebook, or should we uh, go ahead and move on to milk? If you're talking to me, I didn't hear it. I said, do you want to jump? Do you want to jump in on the uh, meth? They, they, yeah, they, any anyone who fell for that is an idiot. <laughs> in one sentence, he sums up what we've been saying for the last few minutes. Well, you know, it's funny because I mentioned in here that the the um, the wording of the post doesn't say, "Hey, we're going to give it back to you if it doesn't test positive for uh, salmonella or staph or hepatitis or whatever." And language is important when it comes to laws and judges, um, as our as our next article kind of points out. Um, and I'm going to butcher the name of this county, but given that we're talking about milk, I'm going to butcher it in a fun way. Okachee's Creamery uh, is a small, or no, it is Ocheesy. I'm sorry, Ocheesy Creamery is a small creamery in the Florida Panhandle that is owned by Mary Lou Wesserfeld and her husband Paul. The creamery caters to health-conscious milk drinkers, people who demand an all-natural product with nothing added, no preservatives, no nutrients that don't come straight from the cow. Last week, a federal judge ruled that because they don't add vitamin A to its milk, Florida may prohibit the creamery from labeling its skim milk as, quote, skim milk. Um, <laughs> so, so this is skim milk that is, I, I think they just, you know, run through and take out the milk fat and pasteurize it. Maybe they, I think, I'm pretty sure they pasteurize it. But, but because they don't put, because they don't add vitamin A to it, um, it is not allowed to be labeled as skim milk. Um Florida's standard of identity of skim, for skim milk, which governs milk obtained and sold entirely within the state um, and copies the FDA rules, requires that creameries and dairies add vitamin A to their skim milk. The inspector wrote on the top, on his stop sale order, which effectively rendered O'Cheesy skim milk as contraband, the sole reason for his determination, failure to add vitamin A. Um, they've offered to label it as Pasteurized skim milk, no vitamin A, A added. Um, basically, it would have to lay, label the skim milk as non-grade A milk product, natural milk vitamins removed. There could be no mention of skim milk on the label. I have a great idea. You form a legal contract where you go to the person's house with the cow and you give that person possession of the cow until the milking process. And once the milk has been produced, you want to suck out the teeth, you know, do the old hand thing, that the owner of the company is going to pasteurize your milk, skim it out for you, and give you a nice little quart of skim milk. And technically, you own the product because you own the cow. That's a simple way around this. Well, no, this isn't, you're, you're, adding, too much, you're adding too much investment in on the consumer it's, it's side. It's a complicated way to get around this stupid rule. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're adding a le- you're adding a level of of ownership in that doesn't exist. You know, this is a dairy that buys the milk from farmers, um, from dairy. This is a producer that buys the milk from dairies, and does as little treatment as is possible because they're one step away from Whole Foods. Um, 
you know, most people that go to Whole Foods don't want to plant kale, um, nor do they want to have goats in their backyard, nor nor do they want to invest in the cost of a, a dairy cow. Um, you know, this this is a company that's simply trying to make and sell milk. And what Florida is trying, what the Florida legal system has basically said is, is because you don't follow the definition of or the letter of how we define skim milk, which is adding grade, adding vitamin A into it, um, we, are, we, we are not allowing you or we're prohibiting you from labeling it as skim milk. There's, there's, there's a little bit of the anti-vaxxer problem in this. The, the, the real problem is, first of all, putting in vi- vitamin A in milk and forcing people to do it is probably as unpredatory um, as government gets. It's a damn good idea to put vitamin A in milk. And the people who want their milk without vitamin A are in the same category as the people who don't get their kids vaccinated, in my opinion. Now, so we can argue, should there be a law forcing people to get vaccinations and should there be a law forcing people to drink vitamin A with their milk? Uh, I probably say yes, and I'm suspecting Toa says no. But the fundamental discussion here is about what business is the government in? Is it in the business of forcing people to do healthy things? Is it forcing people to take better care of their children? Is it forcing people to replace the vitamin A that gets lost in their milk during processing or not? You're, you're right. I would say no. But in this case, it's on the basis. I mean, consider a little history lesson. There was a reason why they originally put that, put that requirement into place back, way back decades ago when vitamin A deficiency was an actual common problem. And it's not anymore, largely because of this. But it's also, you've you got to consider that there are a lot of sources of vitamin A, and your milk is probably not the only source you're going to have. And frankly, at this point, it's the government should not be in the business of mandating that something has it, especially if, if the dairy is willing to say, look, we'll put it on the label that we didn't add any. Okay, there. Consumer has been duly warned that that should be the end of it. Right. I just and, find that, go ahead. And and that's that's kind of where I was where I went when I read this. Okay. And and again, you know, Larry, you're right. This is okay. And that's why I described this as one step below Whole Foods. Um, you know, this isn't people wanting to buy unpasteurized milk. This is people that are wanting to buy a milk product that is as untreated as possible. And they can do that for whole milk. They can do that for 2% milk. They just can't do it for skim milk because of the vitamin A piece. Um, now, I don't know. I didn't look up the history of vitamin A in milk. I, that's, that's not really something that I, that I had the forethought to do. If I'm, if I'm honest, neither did I, but that's why a lot of these things happen. So. Yeah. Um, this article brings in a very difficult moment. If we look at why the state of Florida is telling these they have to add vitamin A to their milk. It's all because you have an overreaching government who controls the state. Because if the state would not have enacted that law, they wouldn't have gotten federal funding through the Department of Agriculture. So it, it, this is an illustration of how really tangled the federal government has become the state. 
And I'm I'm quite sure the people who are willingly buying this product do not care if there's vitamin A. Hell, it's skim milk. It's one step up from water. It's, yeah. Shut your mouth. I love skim milk. <laughs> well, the funniest thing is is that um, you know, is as as I'm thinking about it, I've never looked at a at a carton of milk to say, oh, that's got vitamin D added. Or, oh, that's got vitamin A added. I've got to get that. And, you know, it is one of those things that is just kind of the industry standard for processed milk. Um, you know, this isn't and, – and, Larry, I'm not trying to be dismissive of what you're saying as far as, you know, this is, this is a niche market to begin with. Um, you know, again, you know, I make the Whole Foods reference. And if you've never – and I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's Whole Foods that has all of the all natural, you know, granola yourself to death brands, right? Uh, I, I imagine so. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, of grocery stores that are kind of taking up that market. We don't have we have a similar one, not Whole Foods, but there's a similar one around here. Um, an interesting an interesting thought occurs. There may be another dimension to this. Um, in that uh, this may actually be the result of a protectionist measure, wherein you have some had some big dairy established or had this rule established because they were already adding it to their milk, but it's an extra expense to their littler competitors, and so basically every roadblock every roadblock that the big dairy companies can stick in the way of their little competitors is a bonus to them. Um, there's okay. a there's a very there's a very interesting story about preserved milk that I could go into, but won't. Okay, Larry, well, you want to jump in there? I want to add one thought to this discussion, I guess, and it's it's related, but it maybe perhaps a little bit tangential. If you want to take the time, go ahead and Google or Bing, as is your preference, uh, gold rice, golden rice. Uh, they oh, added. Yeah. They added a gene to rice to cause it to create vitamin A. And, and there are billions of people on this earth who eat rice and don't get enough vitamin A and suffer all kinds of frickin' problems from, from uh, uh, diminished mental development to everything. It's terrible. And those same people who are suffering and their children who are suffering rose in anger over this Monsanto predatory divide, uh, conspiratorial thing to do something evil to their children by changing the color of their rice. And gold rice has been languishing for decades because of the same stupidness that says people shouldn't have vitamin E in their milk. It makes me furious. The people in Florida probably don't suffer much because, as Tilla points out, there are other sources of vitamin A. But there are people all over this planet in the billion who are suffering because of the same strain of stupidity. Yeah. Well, I, I suspect that most of those billions would probably be quite glad for it. It's the, the tiny minority who are either in power or have the ear of power that are saying, no, you can't do that because of some anti-GMO religion. Yep, I agree. Well, here's the thing. The, the mood of people who are lacking vitamin A, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, vitamin A deficiency causes blindness, correct? Among other things. Among a whole list of other things. 
Well, the millions, the billions of people who are not getting their vitamin A requirements, if you put gold and rice in front of them, they're going to because they're poor. They are. They don't care what the food looks like. It's food for God's sake. And but I, they I won't. Wanna... They, uh, Joseph, they won't let them plant it. They won't let them even import it into the country. If they find that somebody has planted it, they go out a throng of these idiots and they trample the stuff rather than letting the starving people eat it. Well, that's the stupidity of our of our society today. It's not our society. It's China and Vietnam. Well, it's and society as a whole, as a world population. I agree. If you look at the whole anti-vaccination movement, are there a link to vaccination and autism? Maybe, maybe not. No, no, there's no, it's just not no, it's no, it but, doesn't. But you have these people who live in their ivory towers and say, I'm not getting my kid vaccinated. I don't care about smallpox and all the other things that could happen to my child because I heard something stupid on the news last week. And for Vaccination's the most part, a, for the, most part a, the people who are trampling the fields in uh, in Indochina at this point because there's golden rice there are doing the same thing because they either can't get any profit from the golden rice or because they're so damn stupid that they forget that this is something that's going to help people and not hurt them. And I, I wouldn't have to, and, and, and I guess there's, you know, I... I guess when I've put this on here, I didn't. I, I did not see the anti-vax. I didn't see the um, see the big dairy um, concepts. And may, maybe my maybe my tinfoil is roll is empty. Um, and I'm sorry, that's bad or, joke. It's it's been a bad. Two week. Your tinfoil. There's two things that I want to point out. Um, okay. Number yeah, one, I, want to I don't think. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. I would. Um, put this at the foot of stupidity. There's also a pretty big chunk of paranoia in there, given the source. Mm. And number two, yeah. uh, it's an interest, interesting that you'd bring up the smallpox vaccine. I'm not vaccinated for smallpox. I'm 35. It's Most people of my age or lower aren't, because we're at the point where the odds of getting infected with smallpox is so small that the odds of having an adverse reaction to vaccines, which does happen, you have sometimes you do have anaphylactic shock, that it's actually safer not to have the vaccine. Now, in a lot of cases, that's not the case, but you can't just have a blanket statement saying you should always get vaccinated for everything. There's always a risk involved. Right, and, and, and you know. And that's, that's why they stopped vaccinating people against smallpox, because exactly. smallpox is no longer in the wild, and, and you can't get vaccine unless somebody drops a vac, uh, smallpox, unless somebody decides to drop a smallpox bomb on you. So they stop yeah. vaccinating people because of that small but measurable risk. Okay. On, on the other hand, the risk of not having sufficient vitamin A is huge, measurable, and predictable. Indeed. You know, to sum up my point that I made earlier, look at the number of products on your average grocery shelf that are saying gluten-free now. And it's because you had a movement a few years ago that oh, everyone was going gluten-free. Well, unless you have celiac disease, you cannot process gluten. There is no reason gluten-free. But the major manufacturers in this country have decided that they're going to listen to the 
who do not have celiac disease and think that a gluten-free lifestyle is something that's wonderful, gracious. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Two reasons. One, I want to interject, and second, I really do want to move on to the next article. Um, you're absolutely right, Joseph. You know, the, the, celi- the, the gluten-free is specifically for celiacs individuals. Now, I have been told, oh, if you go gluten-free, you'll lose all this weight. <clears throat> That's what I've been told. And I'm, I, I'm an overweight man. I, I'm no bones about that. But I also know that if you go on a gluten-free diet, there, there have been studies shown that if you go on gluten-free diets and you're not, oh, and you don't have an issue with with um, with gluten, it can have adverse reaction, re, adverse effects on your body. Now, that being said, one of my daughter's friends is does have celiac, and every time we had a sleepover, a birthday party, um, a get together, anything. I would go to a specific bakery that was a that was known for gluten free, and would get her a cupcake or get her a cookie or get her. They actually have gluten free pancakes. They have got all this stuff that's I guess um, Oreos, graham crackers. So in the summer when we want to make s'mores, now nine times out of ten they tasted like cardboard. But I can't do anything about that. But yeah, I mean, it, it is there. There does seem to be these um, this increase in. I, I'll I'll be nice and use the word artisanal food industry that's growing up, and in some cases, like this case in Florida, where you know they the, this artisanal dairy got um, got their hand slapped for labeling skim milk that didn't have vitamin A added. Uh, as skim milk, <laughs> I, I I I work among I I'm, I'm retired, but I used to minister in a very rural community with dozens and dozens of, of agriculturalists, as they call themselves. We used to call them farmers, but now they call themselves agriculturalists. Most of whom are in the dairy business, and a small number of them started saving money. And branding what they were man- the same stuff they used to make, but they stopped putting pesticides on it. And they started selling it as organic, and they're selling the same stuff of poorer quality for more money. Now, are who are are they stupid? No, they're smart. No, it's 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 the suckers that will buy it for for better for more money. And you can't blame the farmers. You can't blame the markets. You can't blame the people who make gluten free bread and charge more for it, it, it's not their fault. It's the, it's the American way. If there's somebody wanting to give you money for it and you can produce it, go for it. It's the people who are willing to satisfy their paranoia, as Toa points out, that are the dummies. And, you know, very frankly, they deserve to get fleeced. I, I have no pity on those people. Yeah, and then there are the people like my daughter's friend who have to. You know, and, and it's, a, it's, it's tough. Because, you know, I don't know. I was told if we if we did this diet or did that diet, you know, things would change in our household. And I, I you know, as long as we know what we're putting in our bodies, I think that's the important part. So there's there's the language that was important to the judge, specifically vitamin A. Now there's some language that's really really scary, 
um, and that is the proposed encryption bill. Um, that encryption bill draft uh, has the tech community worried. Uh, tech, and, tech and privacy community is pushing back against a draft legislation that would force companies to provide, quote, technical assistance to government investigators seeking locked data. The proposed policy is misguided and will ultimately lead to increased insecurity rather than increased security. Dean Garfield, CEO of the Information Technology Industry Council, which represents major tech players like Apple, Facebook, and, and Microsoft. The measure from Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Richard Burr, Republican North Carolina, and ranking member uh, Diane Feinstein, Democrat of California, was first obtained by the Hill Thursday night. Lawmakers' efforts are, are a response to concerns that criminals and terrorists are increasingly relying on encrypted devices to hide from authorities. Um, I, I note that this article does not include the name of the proposed bill. No, it does not. Do you have that? I do. I, I'll have to look up the exact wording, but I do know the name, and I do know that it's one of those classically, oh, this sounds wonderful names. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we, we don't even have to guess what this is coming from. I mean, this is specifically after the uh, San Bernardino um, locked cell phone, which, by the way, if memory serves correctly, the NSA did crack. Do I remember that correctly? They did. They have not said how. I have my personal suspicions about how, but... They said they bought a tool from an unnamed source. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, and, and, and that really, I guess, kind of, kind of explains why uh, I don't think this is necessary. Um, here's the name. I found the name. Okay. The name is the Compliance with Court Orders Act of 2016. The Court Orders Act of the Compliance with Court Orders Act of Compliance with Court Orders Act of 2016. Okay, which is vague enough that it could be applied to more than just unlocking encrypted devices. Yeah. Oh, right, right now it's a nine-page bill, but yeah, I this is. I mean, this is definitely a very troubling bill. Fortunately, it's probably not going to get anywhere, but this can be said for a lot of things, and I'm sure they would try it again. But basically, it's saying it would it would put into federal law to say the the um, the situation with Apple. They'd say to Apple, "You have to do this." And although the the text is not, I read the text. It seems a little ambiguous on the point this point, but it has been suggested that this bill might also make it illegal to design what's called forward security, basically systems where it's actually physically or mathematically impossible to crack, it would be illegal to make those, which would be a terrible, terrible uh, blow to security. That, that, makes the air, that makes the air gap illegal. The hair gap? A air gap. Air, air gap. That's the ultimate security. You can have no copper connection between the inside where the happiness is and the outside where the bad people are. So the only way you can get across the air gap is to convince some stupid SOB to carry a thumb drive across the air gap. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's the ultimate. The, um, there is nothing better. And the bill as could be interpreted to mean that you can't build systems with air gaps because that would defeat the uh, 
government's ability to get in there and nose around. Okay, I just opened a new uh, roll of tinfoil. <laughs> no, this, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is, as much as I'd like to say that this is conspiratorial, um, we've seen the government try this over and over and over again. We've the seen... The government is notorious for trying this. We tried this as far back as the Revolutionary War, and we kept on pursuing it with every crisis that America ever faced. World War II is a great example. Um, the uh, loose lips, think ships, the um, Karamatsu, British internment camps, the, I'm sorry, not, uh, Japanese internment camps, even internment camps for some um, Germans. Now, it's easy for the government to rile the people up and say, we're going to take a little bit of your freedom because of your own personal And this is exactly the same thing. This is a different technology. If you look at totalitarian governments across the country, I mean, I'm sorry, across the world, the first thing they banned was the printing press. Once those were out of the way, the government had total control over the people. Now we're in an age where we don't have a printing press anymore. We have a cell phone. And on that cell phone, we have apps like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and what have you. But the second that the government says, well, it may pose a social hazard, they will rile the people up who will decide, well, we're going to give up a little bit more liberty just to be safe. And in the words of Benjamin Franklin, those who give up freedom for safety deserve, deserve neither. I'm paraphrasing. That's not the exact quote. Yeah, I, it, is, it, is apt that, it is apt that you bring up printing presses because it, it goes into another aspect of this. It is true that there are many laws passed against printing presses. It's also the origin of copyright law. But at, at uh, certain periods of history, in certain places, I believe France is one of them, but I'm sure there were others, if you were found to have a printing press, they would kill you. It was a capital crime to have a printing press. People still had printing presses. And so when you have something as powerful as that, or in this case encryption, you're not going to stop it. It's, it's an idea. It's as long as there is someone on the planet who knows how to do it, it can be done. And no number of words on paper is going to stop it. The only thing you're going to succeed in doing is it's, it's the same classic argument against gun control. If you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. Likewise, if you outlaw encryption, only outlaws will have encryption. Right, because this can only impact within our borders. And if I remember correctly, the app that was used, they, the article brings up the Brussels attacks. The apps that were used in Brussels um, were written by a Russian dissident that wanted to be able to communicate with his friends and family without the government finding out. Well, that's not and, even off. Okay, I don't know about Brussels, but I do know that uh, there was a similar hue and cry after uh, Paris. And in that case, they weren't even using encrypted communications. They were just using regular SMS, and they still couldn't catch them until after the fact. Right. So even just the fact that encryption could be used, and it's, it's interesting that that happens because there is a second uh, bill working its way through the process that will basically make it illegal to have so-called burner phones. It will make it so that if you want to purchase a cell phone, even if it's prepaid and all that, you will be required by federal law to provide a name, address, birth date, etc. to identify you as the person buying it, which is another bad bill. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... it's <sighs> you know, I think all we have to do is look at the first 20 of the 1999 Matrix. Before you got into the, uh, to the fantasy aspect of it being the Matrix and crap like that, it's what John Anderson became Neo. What he was doing on an underground level in the fledgling, fledgling internet. Right. Right. So I, it's this is a bill that that quite honestly, and and Larry, you've been kind of quiet on the uh, on the the bill here, um, but this is one that honestly, I would rather see a budgetary expenditure approval for the FBI, NSA, CIA, or other TLA um, to purchase or work with a provider of a tool in the case that this happens, like they did with the San Bernardino shooters, then have the government saying, you can't build this, you can't do that. You know, because, I think, however, there's, there's going to be an issue that they take with that, and that's a... Remember how I said that, yes, the NSA managed to, or the FBI managed to get into that phone. And interestingly enough, I heard rumors that it was shortly destroyed afterwards by someone dropping water on it. I'm not 100% certain that happened, but... Uh, but That's called misinformation. Yeah. I suspect that they did it through what's known as a side-channel attack, which would which means that they would... Say they'd type in a password and they'd have a bunch of antennas near the phone to pick up what was going on inside the chip and figure out um, figure out from that the information that they needed to know. And whenever you have a side channel attack come up, people developing software will try to uh, patch it up so that it doesn't happen anymore. And eventually, you're going to run out of side channels, or at least you're going to get to the point where the cost of doing a side-channel attack becomes extremely high. Should you and that's the one thing they don't want, because it, it might be, for, for the foreseeable future, that, yeah, you could have a phone that's locked up, and maybe if you spent $100 million on equipment, you could figure out what the, what the thing to open it was. But it would only work for that phone or that particular model. And then if you had a, the next model come along and they wanted to open it up, they'd have to spend another $100 million. If they can force people to put back doors in, then they don't have to spend – it makes attacks – like not having a back door makes the attacks more expensive, which means that they can only use it on the stuff that's really important. Right now, Apple is still in court, not over the, the San Bernardino case, but there are dozens of other cases – there's one in New York about some drug dealer's phone. And basically the FBI was wanting them to give to hand over this software to open that one too. And maybe you could convince people that it was okay for terrorism, but you'd go after a drug dealer and they're they're gonna be a lot more careful about what they let the government do. And the government doesn't want that. They they want to be able to look at anyone's stuff at any time. And if you make it more expensive to do these attacks to the point where the government, if they can be done at all, can only do them in the times when it really matters, they're not going to be happy with that because as far as they're concerned, it always matters because they want to know about you so that you can't threaten them. Rant over. Okay. I, I, I want to say one thing, very brief. 
And and uh, this is sort of an admonition to people who are as informed as Toa is and others. The less we talk about this in public, the better off we are. Oh, then we're perfectly safe. Sorry, bad joke. No, it, it, you're right. There is, you know, it, it's always a scary, scary thought to say, you know, did 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 a conversation by somebody give somebody else ideas? Maybe, um, you know. You, you know how you know how obsessive I am about secrets. I know, and about espionage. I know about and about us writing our secrets on bathroom walls for God's sakes. It's just that when we openly discuss this stuff, it's part of the American uh, well, karma that we the, talk about our secrets in public. And it's the stupid. the the one thing that I will say, and and I, I want to get to the the next article in a minute. But the one thing that I will say is that the conversations that we're having aren't new. Um, they're neither new nor are they unpublished. Um, you know, th- what I found amazing is that there are organizations that specialize in talking about what could go wrong with X, Y, and Z encryption, security, methodology, you know, things you see in the movies. You know, like somebody taking the eyeball out of a out of a corpse so they can get into a secured room, that's listed as a conversation point in some security piece. Um, so it's not a, you know, it's what we're saying is nothing new. Um, even the side channel piece that, is is don't don't do that. Don't do that. Yes, I know all of that, and 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 if, if you were in the military, you know that that's no excuse. If you're caught giving away or, or revealing, even unintentionally, classified information, the fact that it was already out there in the wild doesn't get you off the damn hook. You know that. I know that. Well, then why are you saying it? I, no, I what know I'm what saying is, what I'm saying there. is, what I am saying is, is that the, you know, the methods to do things are publicly, in some cases. They're part of the white paper release of the people that actually write the software. And part of my job as a developer, which, which I am, is to go to my client or go to the individual that I'm building something for and say, okay, I can build this, but here are the concerns. That's part of my job. And, and that's why when, when people come to me as a developer they come away knowing more about what they needed than what they just asked for. Sometimes it's, it's as simple as, okay, you want a toaster? Well, you've got to make sure you don't stick your hand in the damn thing. But those, those, are, those are things that any, any well-trained developer starts to look for is the gotchas and the what-ifs. So, yes, you're right. When, when it comes to talking about secure, truly secure, truly classified pieces of information, that is absolute sac- sacrosanct. And having, unless, held a, having held a clearance in the past, I know that and I understand that. Unless you're running for president of the next Well, year. that's something different. Then you just put it on your private email server and nobody's going to get to it. Except the guy from Romania who was just extradited to the United States be no coincidence that it happened as part of the email investigation, unquote. Oh, not at all. Not at no. all. I mean, they Sorry. got one of they got one of the guys who 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 scanned her 
her, her server. And he's coming back to the United States to tell him about it. That happened a couple of days ago. Never mind. Go on wow. to the next one. <laughs> no, no, that is that is a wow. Um, so let's let, let's talk about something else. And 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 we're not going to talk about meth from Texas. Now we're going to talk about healthcare workers, specifically nurses' aides in Texas. Um, uh, according to a story out of Texas. Um, the local press has noted that nursing homes are having trouble filling the health care jobs at their facilities these days. That's particularly curious when you consider that the health care has consistently been one of the fastest growing job markets in the, in the country for several years. Where are all these trained health care workers who would normally fill these jobs? Apparently now they're flipping burgers. Um, from Hot Air, uh, it says some nurses are quitting their jobs at Texas nursing homes, nurses and staff, specifically nurses' aides, for more money working at McDonald's. Advocates say it's a trend they are seeing statewide causing a nursing shortage in long-term care facilities. The Housing Appropriations Committee has been listening to advocates about gro- the growing problem. Texas has one of the lowest Medicaid reimbursement rates, which makes it difficult for nursing homes and service providers to offer competitive wages. You know, you can start off at McDonald's at 13 to $14 an hour in some cases. You could certainly find easier jobs for more money, and it's a real problem when you're trying to keep good people in your facilities. Sorry, I had to channel that accent. You, you said that like Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> it, you, call, you call this... This is an example of, of what you called, and other people have, age, uh, wage compression. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to be real jealous of the $15 an hour hamburger flippers, and they're going to demand that they make more than a damn hamburger flipper because they had to go to college to get to do what they do, yeah. and it's only, it's only justice. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that really is... And it's not just the minimum, it's not just you know the fight for fifteen. I put that in finger quotes. Um, you know, I, ask any nurse's aide that specifically one that works at a long-term care facility or a nursing home. Mm-hmm. That is an absolute back-breaking job, and they get peanuts for it. And extraordinarily depressing because they all die, and you well, become you you become a. a, a connected to them, you become a, a uh, you, you, you grow the fact love them, knowing, and if you're good at your job, they know you love them, and then they die, because that's what they're there for. It's a very, very difficult job, and they do get pay, paid peanuts. Yeah, and they get paid peanuts, and it's not just because the people die, but it's also because... Some it makes it so difficult. Well, you, get, you move them, you lift them, you get you get slip disks and all that stuff. Exactly. But, but I bet you if you got them all in a room and got them drunk, they would say one of the most difficult things is that they become attached to their patients because they're so helpless and they're so enduring and, and they're elderly and they want to talk mm-hmm. about the stories of their kids from you know a thousand years ago. And if you spend just a moment with them listening to the stories, they, they glom onto you and you you let them in finally because you're a good person and you give them a space in your heart and then they die it's yeah. tough it's very tough work it is it is tough work you know it's um and then you also have the patients like in 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 long term facilities that are for for mental patients um 
my wife Sarah tells the story of of one patient that um, that you would never you were not allowed to go into this patient's room alone or or you had to be very careful with this man because he was a big man he was super strong and he was not mentally with it and if you weren't careful he could rip your he he could pull your arm out of your socket yeah it's it's all hard work caring it, it, it is caring hard. for less than complete people is always hard work yep and in texas you know apparently a, a lot of the healthcare workers are going you know what I'll i can flip make burgers <laughs> i'll flip burgers I don't run the risk of I don't run the risk of having my heart broken because a patient dies. I don't I don't run the risk of having you know bodily harm because of you know having to lift somebody on my own. You know none of that. So, or, I, or, I, I, and I feel for these people. I really do. And and the fact that um, the politicians are more interested in a hamburger flipper who chose that job because they didn't feel like finishing high school are more interested in that person get getting person getting a living wage than somebody who cares for the elderly is to me is just disgusting yeah yeah the it, it's wrong on a number of different levels i guess yeah, it is it's terrible you know um the last article that we're going to go ahead Last article that we've got time for tonight, unfortunately, um, is the war on women, quote unquote, or the bathroom law in North Carolina. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of glommed the whole the bathroom bill in North Carolina and this war on women thing together. Um, you know, North Carolina passed a law basically repealing the requirement that <clears throat> that a city put in place. Um, in which individuals can use the bathroom of their identity rather than their physicality. Um, and it, it, it all ties in, and I, I didn't want to tag the episode with the, with the gay agenda piece because this isn't that. This is something different. Um, but it did have it did have strains of that because basically what you've got is you've got a city that says, oh, we're going to force all businesses to allow, you know, individuals to use the bathroom of their cho- of their choice, and the state of North Carolina going, say what? <laughs> um, and so now you've got companies, concerts, and and money that is leaving North Carolina because they passed a law stating that if you are plumbed as a certain gender you must use the bathroom of that certain gender. Um, you know, basically, Charlotte, North Carolina, passed an ordinance allowing men to use women's restrooms if they believed they were mistakenly inhabiting men's bodies. Um, the North Carolina legislature uh, passed a law barring cities from adopting anti-discrimination laws that are inconsistent with or in addition to the laws in, laws in effect at the state level which already cover race, religion, national origin, color, age, biological sex, and handicaps. Um, you know, these... Um, if, can I give, give you some supporting background on this? Go right ahead. You know, you ever, everybody, I think, knows I'm a Catholic, and uh, I work with, with people uh, in, in that role a lot. 
And because of the problems we've had in our church with uh, the abuse of children, uh, anybody who works with people in any form, uh, any official status with the Catholic Church now has to undergo a really thorough and stringent education on uh, recognizing child abuse and, and, and abusers. And, and the thing they hammered home is that the abusers are absolutely relentless trying to find a way to get close to their victims. I mean, they really are clever. They're, they're almost maniacal. They will find any option, opportunity they can to, to gain an advantage to, uh, to in, in, engender themselves with the family, with the, with the victim, and so forth. Okay, having said that, and, and those people are around, and, and they are a constant uh, thread in our culture, no matter where you are. It's not a Catholic problem. It's a, it's a cultural problem. It's something that happens in our DNA or something, but they are there like fish in the ocean. So now you have this situation where, with all the best of intentions, because of some guy really thinks he's a woman, he wants to go into the woman's bathroom. Now. Mm-hmm. He, if he really, really, really thinks he's a woman, he's going to go into the woman's bathroom, and he is not going to be uh, sexually uh, uh, encouraged by what he sees in there. Nope. Now, the, the guy right behind him is a predator who has seized an, an opportunity to, to make a move. Mm-hmm. And he comes in there and he says, I think I'm a woman, and he has gained advantage and he has gained access to Victims that that he would not have otherwise. So, Absolutely, so. And, and there's even there's there's even been cases of this happening. The University of Toronto had it happen. To, um, there were two incidents two weeks apart um, to cause the the college to completely rethink its its stance. You know, so, and, and it, so it, the rights of one individual, you place um, uh, innocent victims at substantially increased risk. Mm-hmm. They never did a cost-benefit analysis on this because the cost is enormous. The benefit is insignificant. Yep, yep. The, um, this, this is yet another one of those things that the government really should get out of. Let the, let the business decide what their own damn policy is. Yeah, and, and you know, those, those that are going to will, those that aren't, won't. So we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. Joseph, you wanted to jump in. Jump in real quick, and then I've got to wrap up. How sick is mentality in society where I discuss what, where you going? If you gotta go, you gotta go, and it doesn't matter if you're a sitter or a squatter, you're gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Let well, me write that down. I, yeah, that's 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 way sage wisdom, um, and, and I'm and I'm only being partially sarcastic there. It is it, you're right. You know, it is it, it does come down to you know. Sometimes it gets behind the nearest tree. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show. Thank you for your input, the lively chat in talk show, and uh, a little bit in Second Life. If you liked what you heard, we ask you to blog about us. Tell five of your friends. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you didn't like what you heard, you know what? Still going to invite you to join us next week, where um, hopefully the chemical levels will be a little bit lower, and you will probably hear different words in a different level. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, Chuck. And if you go to the ladies' room, you got to squat. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.